listening to Random Ramblings with Rob. To the beat, coming at you with the funny random rambling, talking about all sorts of things that'll make that rain day sunny. Yeah, it's hot and popping, fireball dropping. Come get your laugh on, yeah, it's a concept. You know, he be rocking, robbing the facts and all of the gossip. It don't matter where you are or who you with, you gotta tune right in. Bring your girl into your girl to bring your friends. Be Robbie Lid, tune in in your crib and your whip at your job. He got new shows every Sunday. Here we go. So, this, this thing is recording. I'm looking all disheveled with my. My stubble and everything, my off work stubble. <laughs> I'm growing in the the winter stash right now. Yeah, you can't have that top lip being cold during the winter time, man. And I mean, Texas does have a, a winter per se. So <laughs> you guys had a bad winter last year. Yeah, we well we had a bad little stint of winter. <laughs> that whole week or whatever. After that, it was just like. Hot, cold, hot, cold again. That's what it's like up here sometimes, up in Mass. Nah, y'all get snowfall and shit. I mean, for us here, if it get, like, freezing temperatures or whatever, just like, nah, shut this bitch down. Fuck that couch. Y'all out there with <laughs> snow plows and parkas and all kind of shit, just, you know, making your way to work. <laughs> Listen, I, I walk almost two miles to work, so it's like... It, both it's ways? Both ways. <laughs> Uphill, downhill. <laughs> Listen, and I'm never late. So when I show up to work, they're like, "Oh, you got here? You want to run the Dunkins for me?" Yeah, I'll literally run to Dunkins. Nah, man, you should just been like, "Hey, uh, hit me up on the way in. Let me know then." <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I made sure to do that. I was just like, "Yeah, we got to do that." Like, I can't swing like Spider Man. Yeah. All right. So I got a long contrived introduction that I do. So I'm going to hit that real quick and then we just roll into the festivities. Uh, Feel free to talk spoilers. I will make sure that it is known before we get into the thing proper that it's going to be spoilers because I don't like to talk like passively about shit. Be like, oh, yeah. And when that thing happened, man, I was like, what? And you'd be like, what What you mean? What thing? And I'm like, you know, the thing with the stuff. And nah, I don't like talking like that. <laughs> No, the diehards watch the day one, so we good. Good work. And then this this will be our Sunday, so it'll give them another day and a half to <laughs> to, to go see it if they're gonna see it. So, all right, we're recording. All right, I am ready. What up, everybody? This your boy B Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I like to thank you the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you all so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, I would like for you to go ahead and lean over and give that person a crisp high five. But if you want to be socially cautious and everything, there's Omicron Prime Perseus 2 out there floating around with this virus stuff. Uh, you might not want to slap hands with somebody. So uh, pick up your social media app of choice and send that person a well-crafted DM to tell them thank you for recommending you to me. Speaking of social media, you can find the Random Rounds with Rob on various social media platforms to include Twitter, at 3RShow, Instagram, at The3RShow. Hopefully soon it'll be 3RShow on Instagram as well because they got some punk motherfucker on there that on the handle and he ain't posted shit since September of... Uh, 2017 or something like that and i'm trying to get that account so much so that i spoke about it on rbr weekly wrestling talk that i went through the whole rigmarole 
of getting a goddamn trademark for three R show just so I could be like, hey, Instagram, that's my shit. Run it. So yeah, I, I did all that just so I don't have to be at the three R show on Instagram. So until then, it's at the three R show on Instagram. Um, you can find video interviews such as this one that you may be watching right now on YouTube. Just look for three R show. I got I had some uh, video gaming stuff on Twitch and Facebook gaming if you searched for 3R Show, but I haven't been playing games uh, in public for a while. I mean, I've been playing video games behind the scenes, but I haven't been streaming it. But uh, anything that I may have forgotten to mention, you can go to randomrob.com. You can find many different ways to help support the show, and you can find the sponsor, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Matter of fact, I've got my, got my hat right here. Had to take it off, off my, my La Sombra. My little sombra mask right here. <laughs> Tranquilo. Yeah, boy. This one, I think this this is the first lucha mask I bought. I got this one, and I got a little Parker one. <laughs> and um, I went to a convention, and I got a uh, Black Panther mask. It's not like a uh, mask like this, but it's all, it's like beanie material. So I put that bitch on my face, all sweaty and shit. And I, I I try not to wear that often. <laughs> but uh, the sponsor, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices, and we got a cameo. After I just told you that I was recording, but you had to come in here and be on the camera anyway. Come on, come on, show your face, say hi, bring the dog in here too. Hello, hello. Okay. What's now, up? Yeah. No, I just want to say hi because I came back. All right, you came back. You're alive. <laughs> now get out. Come on, punky boy. Cameos by Small Robinson children. <laughs> God damn it, every time I try to talk about the sponsor, I get interrupted. Anyway, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. You can get 15% off your order if you use promo code RANDOM at hooksrub.com. You can get some of those uh, delicious Hooks, Rubs, and Spices on all your foods, vegetables, your freaking mixed drinks. I've seen them make a mixed drink on their Instagram, and uh, you can put that on all kinds of things. Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Hooksrub.com, 15% off your order. Yada yada yada, yaggedy schmackedy. I said it, and we're done. <laughs> Long ass intro. I need to try to trim that down a little bit, but it takes away. Um, I don't know. I just I rattle it off my head. I can't it's even. The pageantry remember. of it all. Yeah, I know, right? But joining me, you heard his uh, voice, a gentleman I met uh, via the internet, specifically Twitter, and uh, we we've had conversations uh, via Twitter Spaces about. A, a number of things, especially professional wrestling. And I don't think you're attached to a podcast per se, but you're a producer of a few and you're a fan of many. So uh, joining me is uh, Mr. Rito. How are you, sir? <laughs> What's going on, world? It's your boy, Rito, a.k.a. the Sultan of Segways, a.k.a. the lost son of Sinbad. It's me, man. I'm, I'm glad to be a Whoa. part of the show. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. We, we're going to pull that back. The lost son of Sinbad? <laughs> All right. So here's a little inside baseball. So uh, yes. in my yearbook, I had a photo where uh, I took a picture. And, you know, as a kid, you start getting your little stash going on, a little oh, yeah, 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 and whatnot. And, um, right. and we're, we're looking back, and we're going through the yearbook with one of my friends. And my friend goes, yo, you kind of look like Sinbad. And I was like, oh, that'd be crazy <laughs> if he was my dad, right? 
And it's just been a running joke amongst friends. And eventually I said it on Twitter and people thought it was funny. And I was just like, oh, yeah, Sinbad's my dad. He's not really my dad, my real dad. That's another story for another podcast. But yeah. it, it's 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 just a running joke with that. <laughs> Word. Have you posted this picture? Because I need to see it. I need to confirm this. <laughs> I, I got to find a photo. It's in my yearbook. I think it's at my mom's house. I got to look for it. But it's right. it's the funniest well. thing in the world, you, man. Because you can't, you can't come here and say these things and then not have photographic proof. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that, that, listen, that's that's what we call in the business of teaser. You can follow me at Riedel's Modern Life on the social medias. You know, see what I'm at and listen to self-control podcasts. And like uh, Rob said, I am a listener of many podcasts, which, you know, in the Houston cinematic podcast universe, I found through uh, Cult 45. And if Brandon, you are listening to this, I want you to review heavyweights, Disney's heavyweights. I've been bugging you on social media. It's been the longest running feud. And listen, man, I'm shooting right now. Oh shit! I I will make sure he will hear this personally. I will send it to his cellular device. I will isolate this audio and I will send it straight to him. <laughs> but, he makes a cameo in that movie too. I, I got to show y'all later. <laughs> oh, psst, I already know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but for those who may be listening to this, this is going to be a spoilerific episode for Spider-Man: No Way Home. I'm putting the horns on it. This is going to contain spoilers. I'm telling you right now. I don't know when those will come because we're going to talk about a lot of things pertaining to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and other things uh, related. And Spider-Man will be the main topic of conversation. So I'm warning you right now. Spoilers. You hear the horns. The spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. With that being said, let's uh, get into it. I just finished... Um, the first five episodes of Hawkeye, they're going to have their season finale next week. So the Christmas week. And I thought that was kind of clever how they did that. He was like, I got six days to get home or whatever. And the episodes kind of fall within the real life days of Christmas and whatnot. So this next week will be the week of Christmas for this last episode. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be interesting how they're going to, you know, land this birdie. I think hopefully it's a scenario like they did with Loki where we get a second season out of it because I feel like there's so much story left to tell for Kate Bishop. Oh, yeah, exactly. And um, for me is, uh, are you versed in the, the comic book lore and all that stuff or is it just the cinematic universe for you? Uh, I know a little bit. I usually wait until like, the run is over and I'll go to like my local comic book shop and get like the volumes or like the mm. big books and then just kind of read them when I get a chance. What, what they call compendiums and omnibuses and all that other stuff. Yeah. I just got the Watchmen omnibus. I'm waiting for the invincible one to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried to, there, there was um one in particular that I was looking for. Cause I don't, I, I haven't really been a per- child of comic books or, care to read a lot of them i think the first one that i actively tried to read was the uh wolverine series and uh when i was in iraq we had a big share drive that people would just kind of import their materials that they would have in there and they had a big slew of marvel comic books and they had the whole set at the time of uh all the wolverine stuff so i started with like the first or the second one or whatever and I never got behind that. All I know is he had a son, 
and his son didn't like him and he would fuck him up every chance he got. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that run was wild. I remember reading that and then I just jumped into the old man Logan to prepare for the film. Mm-hmm. So uh, from what you've read to that film, old man, uh, I would say old man Logan, but Logan, uh, how do you feel like it did movie wise compared to the uh, comic book run? I think they did a fantastic job as far as bringing it like the, the comic book to life. Granted, there was a couple of things, obviously, with Bruce Banner being involved in that story and, you know, the whole red tape around that. But yeah. overall, it was good. Like if if you saw Logan without the thought of it being a Marvel series and you just kind of said, you know what, let's just strip all the Marvel stuff and all the X-Men stuff. It's an enjoyable science fiction, like like psychological mm-hmm. thriller, you know. Mm-hmm. And even like, if there were no other X Men movies or even any other Wolverine movies that they made, and they just dropped Logan, I would have been fine with that. <laughs> oh yeah, they could have worked backwards. And and the thing with that too was we finally got to see like Logan, like really like just go berserker mode. I mean, we saw that with Punisher in the Netflix series, not to jump around, but. It shows that Marvel has balls to, you know, bring the things up to screen. Now, my biggest concern is with the zombie line, if they're going to do a live action, how they're going to tiptoe around that with Disney being the umbrella. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's the the true word or not, but they're saying the next Deadpool movie is going to be an R film. So, Yeah, and we'll see how this Doctor Strange film pans out, because I guess uh, Sam Raimi wants it to be a horror film, so. Yeah, and then yeah. Um, speaking of that, I saw if if you once again we, we already put out that, that there's going to be spoilers for the Spider Man movie. Uh, this was at the end of uh, Spider Man No Way Home. They played the first trailer for uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, and from what I can see of it. And what I've watched on Disney Plus so far, the What If series and whatnot, it looks like they might have a small tie into that as well. <laughs> what If is canon. It's officially yes. canon. Mm-hmm. What If is canon. And, and even if you go to Disney Plus right now, when they, they um, what they do with their Marvel movies, they have different sections to where you can watch it chronologically and everything or by uh, phase, like phase one, phase two, phase three. They have this current phase in chronological order with all the stuff that's uh they put out so far and what if is part of that line of films. <laughs> so it and is it, canon. <laughs> it's crazy too because I feel like with this trailer, like they definitely did fan service for the original fans. Like what my biggest thing was, so as you know, a Latino American, watching all these, you know, people on screen, I'm like, man, where are we going to get this? Where are we going to get this? Oh, we got Miles. Okay, okay, that's cool. Yeah. And then we finally got America Chavez, like, in, in little increments, but I saw the jacket on screen. I was like, that's America Chavez. Word. So, uh, I mean, with, I think the word on the street is that Marvel and Sony has come to an uh, another three-film agreement. So, I mean, have you heard the same thing? Are you excited about that? I am super excited because, like I said, we are in spoiler territory. The way the film ended, so I I posted this on Facebook and I took it down immediately just because I realized what I said. But these next series of films, whether Tom Holland wants to be a part of it in any way, shape, or form, are going to show us 
the real 616 Spider-Man. Like, the suit at the end was accurate to the comics. He's using his phone to use the scanners. He's getting his GED, and he's living in a shitty apartment. Now we got to finally see yeah. a broke Spider-Man. Like, as far as that dynamic, my biggest thing was, we all know that in the grand scheme of things, as far as Andrew Garfield's character and Tobey Maguire's character, in re- all, when it all boils down to it, they would not like Tom Holland for the fact that he's back behind a big corporate guy. Yeah. You know, Spider-Man was never about that. He was always broke. He was always, you know, he was delivering pizzas, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, they, it kind of broke down that way in this film and whatnot. So, I mean, he already lost, you know, a friend and a mentor in Tony Stark, you know, from the earlier film. Then uh, when he was outed as Spider-Man and became a, a, a freaking uh, a criminal, they freaking disconnected all the stuff from Stark Tech. So it's just like he was on his own at that point anyway. <laughs> yeah, and, and the biggest thing that I noticed in the film was he was very resourceful just from turning the suit inside out after it was, you know, yeah. I thought it was destroyed or something crazy happened, but obviously it was just a giant stain from someone who hated him. Um, he just had to use a lot of his resources and mine's like, you beat Dr. Strange with math. Like it goes, that's, mm-hmm. that's a Spider-Man thing to do. You know, he's just a huge nerd. Mm-hmm. And that shit was hilarious too. He was like, wait, wait a minute. This is geometry. <laughs> Oh, it was fucking great. And then, you know, one of the big things that, you know, we as a wrestling fans and people so say in the business like to use these terms. What made me pop uh, is when we had your boy Daredevil make the cameo that blew my foot. I was like, yes, they're doing it. And then to tie that in as well, we had characters from the other uh, series as well pop up as a teaser for the last episode of Hawkeye in episode five with Kingpin. <laughs> oh, I I love it because they, they aren't forcing it. It's not in the marketing. It's mm. like the thing that Marvel does correct that DC does wrong is Marvel likes to fool us with certain things. You know, the infamous Hulk run-in montage from Avengers. Yeah. Or even, you know, just like in this one when Wong said, hey, don't do that spell. And this one, he pretty much said, you know what? Fuck it. Do what you need to do. Just know I'm not going to help you all out if you fuck this up. Yeah. And <laughs> they're notorious for making trailers. And then uh, there are scenes in the trailer that don't make it into the movie or just totally different, like you were saying, the Hulk scene and whatnot. So it's just, I been actively for the past couple years avoiding trailers just you know i'll show up to the movie because i mean i know my movie theater now so if they say the movie is starting at 7 15 that's when the trailer started 7 15 so i know i have some leeway to show up just a little bit late so i can miss those trailers that's because it's not like i, d- I just want to because i don't have a, a connection to the source material so all i have is the films and Seeing trailers is like almost a spoiler to me. So I don't want to, I just want to go in there with a fresh mind, fresh head. I don't want to know nothing. I want to be genuinely surprised the whole time that I'm watching this shit. Yeah. um, As someone who reads from the source material to watch it to film, uh, the biggest thing that I'm starting to notice is they'll take different 
aspects of Spider-Man and put it in this one. So, like, for anyone who's read the Ultimate Comics run of Miles Morales, Ned is based off Genki, who was Miles' friend. And mm-hmm. if you look at the original run, it's the same description. Like, there's there's little things that they, you know, plug and play here and say, you know what? Like, in this one now, this is, you know, the gut punch for everyone who loves them, some Marissa Tomei. Oh, man. With her dying, they I knew it that. had to happen, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely going to happen. Didn't want it to. <laughs> listen, listen. Every now and then, when the milk goes bad, you got to throw it out. And... Mm. That's some good quality milk there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, you see the gif of her, you know, in the dress? Oh, I just seen it. I just seen it when, uh, yeah. Mm, boy. Mm, boy. Listen, she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. Oh, listen. You know what, too? Just to kind of, you know, take this into another thing. Did you yeah. notice that when, uh, you know, Spider-Man or when Peter swung back into his apartment and Happy was just, like, fixing himself and she was all a mess? Did they have breakup sex? Maybe. I don't think it was in the realm of I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility because I mean just the way she was treating him or whatever like he was a booty call anyway you know <laughs> that's the vibes I was getting and whatnot because she was like oh so unbothered by it or whatever and he was all broke up and like oh you know just like because he knew that was a good piece of ass boy I tell you what <laughs> listen but, Uncle, uh, listen Uncle Ben is he died a happy man that's all I'm going to say <laughs> Oh boy, I tell you. And uh but yeah, like I said, with, with what they take as far as parts from Miles, like in the Miles run, and this is a spoiler, I don't know if they're gonna incorporate it in the film, but Miles' mom was killed too, because uh she was killed by Venom in the ultimate run. So, you mm-hmm. know, they flipped that and then I knew it was gonna happen as soon as she said the whole great power comes great responsibility yeah. speech like and then for all three of the Spider-Man series that they've had so far, the Tobey Maguire and the Andrew Garfield, you know, somebody had to die. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, the way you you skip trailers, but like the way it was shown, we thought it was going to be MJ again or even uh, Ned. But the way they did it was like they stuck the land in and they said, you know what? Y'all think that, you know. Otto's the worst villain. Nah, we're going to give you that Green Goblin. We're going to give you that Joker aspect, you know? Yeah. And, you know, dude, when he, I knew it was going to happen when, you know, he was talking and shit. And then you see that daggone, the hoverboard come up. And I was like, oh, no, it's going to be like in the film where he got impaled by the, the glider and shit. And I was like, she's going to get, oh, and, but, you know, it just nicked her up and shit. So. <laughs> oh, dude. And listen, like, when I watch these films, I get, immersive i get very like into it and there was not a dry eye in that first viewing mm. yeah second and view that's that's kind of yeah. like um whenever you know kind of the the pandemic was still like kind of at its height and whatnot so some movies were kind of opening so i was so used to going in there and not having a motherfucker in there with me and shit but i went in there and see this and they got people all over the goddamn place and it's just like they're I wanted to be there because, like, I reacted, but I wasn't like, oh, you know, flipping out like how motherfuckers be in the theater and shit. Because I, I, that's one of the aspects I did not miss. So whenever there was a reveal or something big happened, you know, the crowd would be like, oh, yeah. And then they don't know how to bring it down real quick because there's still dialogue in the movie. It's not like theater and shit to where, you know, they'll pause 
for your reactions, then they'll continue on with whatever the fuck they're doing. I was like, we missing vital information here. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happened in the first. So the first, so unfortunately for the first viewing, for me it was like, it was good, but there was that one person in the back, and I addressed them after the the movie was over. But this one person in the back, he would not shut up. Like he would be like, "Oh my god, it's Daredevil!" Nah, nah, nah. Did you see that? And then he'll just keep going and going or like when there was a certain fight scene he'd be like you beat his ass and listen man like i i pulled him aside when we walked out because you know as theaters you know you, you you go out and i told him i was like listen for the rest of my life when i think of this movie and rewatch it your annoying voice is going to be the commentary to that for moment you go live with that all right you live with that <laughs> so i applaud you for doing something like that because i mean he needed to know because uh, if he was there with anybody, they 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 sure weren't uh, freaking thinking about something like that. <laughs> Especially oh, like they, if you if you're taking kids, and I I have failed, I have fucking failed, because I brought my kid, you know, my 11 year old, and everything. So I've had a good thing about introducing her to movies that I enjoyed, or you know, good films for the past. So just an example, the whole month of October. You know, all 31 days we watch scary movies the whole time. And what me and my wife did was introduce her to, you know, horror films from our past and some great ones that we thought she would like. You know, I mean, nothing, you know, super grotesque or anything, just, you know, like the thing and, you know, the new thing remake and, you know, stuff along those lines and killer clowns from outer space, you know, stupid shit like that. Wow. <laughs> Wow, so, you 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 are brave for that one. That movie still traumatizes me till this day. Well, see, th- that's the difference. Like our generation versus my my daughter's generation. So for us, movies and everything was damn near true to life for us because we didn't know no better. We didn't have internet. We didn't have anybody doing freaking behind the scenes footage, and you know we didn't have that. But her, she knows what CGI is. She knows what a special effects creature shop is. She knows, you know, there's people that makes makeup and these prosthetics for these films. She she goes into these films with that knowledge. So it's just like to show her something like that. She's like, oh, that's a good special effects. Oh, that's a good CGI. Because I remember we watched an old ass movie that, you know, from when I was a kid and I wanted her to see it, too. And we was watching. She's like, oh, the CGI is terrible. <laughs> I'm like, shut up and watch the movie. Don't be looking at the effects. <laughs> Take in the story, damn it. <laughs> That's funny. Does she have like a personal favorite, like one that sticks out that you were proud of or surprised about? Oh, um, the thing. For yeah, it, with the horror movies, it's, it's the thing. She liked the original and she liked the uh the remake, which the remake, for those who didn't know, is the prequel to the original. And that does she know Among Us? Did she like put that lens over yes. the film? Yes. I, I told I was like, you know. No, this is kind of like uh, that game you play among us. She's like, wait a minute. And then she watched the film a little more. She's like, you're right. <laughs> She's like, this is sus. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that movie existed until I listened about it. So with, with another show that we, you know, listened to and you've been a guest on and I'm mm. yet to be a guest on. So you Ooh, have the barbs. honor of having me first. Barbs. Is, you know, with Colt 45. I tend to, you know, listen to the show. I'm like, what are they going to do next week? All right, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see it. Or I'll listen to the show, then watch the film with their commentary in mind. It's just, mm-hmm. it's it definitely desensitized a lot of the horror movie aspect of the film because 
you know, Randy or Brandon would say something that was like, oh yeah, they're right. You know what? We good. This is, this is great. This is, this is some gourmet shit. <laughs> Two knee pads. <laughs> Two- Exactly. You know what? This film gets two knee pads before we even get through it. <laughs> oh boy! Ah, shit. So we can get it a little more into the reveals. The um, the freaking Daredevil was in it. I thought that whole scene was great. You know, just that his the actor is awesome. And um, then when uh later on the first reveal of Andrew Garfield's character his Spider-Man, his Peter Parker. I was sitting there in the theater. And, you know, I, I would like to hear your reaction as well. But for me, I was sitting there, you know, Ned opened the portal and shit. And I was like, fucking no, they didn't. Because, I, you know, I kind of felt like that they, they, they were going to do this, you know, with the multiverse, multiverse aspect. And, you know, maybe I thought maybe these characters would be in. But I didn't. I never fully committed to the idea that, like, hey, they might have these other Spider Mans in this film. But as soon as I seen the portal open, I seen the dude, and I was like, "Oh shit, they gonna do it." And then he got closer, and then my daughter was like, "That's not the same suit." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, she gets it too." And then he jumped through the portal and took the mask off. I was like, "Fuck, they is really doing this shit," <laughs> you know. But this is where I was saying before I went into my whole rant, where I failed. She has not seen the other two series of Spider-Man films. So the crowd is in the theater losing their shit, as am I, you know, reservedly and silently, of course. I'm like, oh, shit, they're doing this, you know, and I'm not hooting and hollering like everybody else. But, you know. She heard them all reacting to him. And then when the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man revealed himself as well, she's like, why are they yelling about this old guy? I was like, like, oh, I put my head in my hands and I was like, fuck, you hadn't seen these movies. Shit. (laughs) So my wife explained to us like, yeah, he was the first Spider-Man. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So Sunday, Tomorrow, the day that this episode airs, uh, well, day after tomorrow as we record, we're having a Spider-Man Sunday. We're going to watch all the Spider-Mans. You listen, man. You 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 know the saying, with great power comes great responsibility. <sighs> and you are irresponsible. You, wow. Listen, if, if there was a Spider-Man fan club card, like, I'd, I'd yeah. spend it for a bit. You know, and I'll, mm. I'll give it back about a week after you know you redeem yourself. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I got to make up for it. So Sunday, we just gonna wake up early a.m., make breakfast, and Spider Man it up all fucking day. Listen, like, you know what you got to have for lunch, right? Pizza. You, you right, you right. Listen, pizza time. They did Hell not yeah. give us pizza time. No, I wish they did. Man. So what was your reaction when they started to reveal the previous Spider-Man? Oh, man. Like, so then the first song, the reaction besides that guy being loud in the back, like, and just obnoxious. But the second viewing, the whole theater, like, erupted. It was, like, when they say it was a lot like Avengers Endgame on your left, yeah. it was it was exactly that. And it was it was amazing. And Andrew Garfield looked like, like, listen, he gets honorary Grizzly because... <laughs> that guy, 
that guy knows what he's doing when he when he's acting as Spider-Man. I'm kind of mm-hmm. mad that it didn't work out for him because he generally looked like he had fun doing the role. So and and that was another reason because of that aspect right there that I didn't think this was gonna go down this way. You know, I, I was like, I mean, because to me it wouldn't have made sense to have just Tobey Maguire if you couldn't get Andrew Garfield. Yeah, he he in the react and then listen like. When when Toby showed up, I was shaking. Like I was both times because it's like I know what's gonna happen, but still, like this this movie. I was talking to Spaces last night, but I said this movie was a dream come true. Like I woke up this yeah. morning, like did I really watch that twice? Like man, for real, man. As we're talking about it right now, I mean, I'm I'm seriously debating on me and the kid go see that shit again. <laughs> And in the marketing, they were right. You know what's crazy? So you're a wrestling fan. You watch AEW? Yes, of course. So this was what they sent hooked, by the way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's a, that's another Spider-Man variant running around. But mm-hmm. um, the thing about um, like I was saying, Marvel was like the AEW and Tony Khan of this because remember when CM Punk was coming out? Like we were ninety eight percent sure. Yeah, he's gonna show up. He's gonna pull up. He's gonna show up. Mm-hmm. But that two percent was like I don't know, and then when it finally happened, like I'm I'm wait, I'm looking around the internet, I'm waiting for the reactions, but I was ecstatic when it happened. Yeah, I just I, that was another thing. I was in that two percent, like nah, it can't be him. It's not gonna be him. I was like, you know, I I went with that uh that that uh majority of the group that was thinking that you know they was gonna troll us and be like MJF gonna come out to CM Punk music, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was in that I was in that sect of fans, you know, but I don't know. It, it, this movie did as much as AEW did to your point is just they didn't tell us they was going to do it, but we kind of figured that they were going to do it. And then when we saw it, we was just like, oh, this is fucking great. <laughs> but imagine the shit storm if they didn't show up. Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, same thing with us, the CM Punk shit. What if he didn't show up? You know, or even if he just came later, you know, it just it would have been fucked up. <laughs> oh, oh, they get in the thing too with this was they gave us a lot of time to like, you know, really like revel in it and see how the chemistry works because in most yes. Marvel movies, you know, when the character comes in, it's usually last five minutes. I'm gonna save the day, mm-hmm. and through the trailers, I mean, I know you haven't seen the trailers, but there's a scene where. Doctor Strange says, oh, they're all breaking through. People assumed that was going to be the part where, you know, somebody was going to save it. Now, I could have done some fantasy booking and said, have Andrew Garfield show up, spend time with them. And then when MJ is falling, have, you know, uh, Toby save her. But, you know, Andrew definitely they did redeemed fucking himself. Right, man. They did they... and, and for him to give him the, the veteran rub, he said, listen, you're an amazing Spider-Man. You're an yeah. amazing. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, they, they, so many puns. They, they're doing this. <laughs> I love it. Oh, and the chiropractic scene when, it, like, mm-hmm. if you told me, listen, and like three years ago, if you told me, hey, we're going to have a pandemic and there's going to be a scene where Tobey Maguire is getting adjusted by Andrew Garfield in the Spider-Man suit, I'd be like, no, what? that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah as i as i proceeded it's, at it's, in, the, in the exact moment touching all the doorknobs and everything yeah yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> but 
it, Andrew redeemed himself, and it was just kind of like, like they Disney definitely said, "Listen, we know you were mishandled. We know you were mistreated. Here's your redemption arc. You're gonna save MJ again." And for the true fans, like they 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 knew why he was crying. Where for the casuals, they're like, "Oh my God, this guy's just a big baby. He's a loser." But that's what it is. When the casual yeah. fans watching these Spider-Man films through the casual lens, they're gonna poo-poo on it and say, "Oh, he's not Tobey Maguire," you know. Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, when it happened, I already knew what was gonna go down. It's just like everything that I would want out of this film, they gave it to me, and I appreciate that because as soon as I seen, you know, the instance to where she was gonna fall, fall or whatever, and uh, you know, the proper Peter couldn't save her. And I was like, he's gonna do it. He's gonna he's he's gotta do it. <laughs> you know? Listen, and, and and you know what's what's the funny thing is with this film, they answered the great debate among Spider-Man fans since the days of the animated days about the organic webbing, you know, web blocking, yeah. you know, ex- existential crisis. Wait, mm-hmm. you don't gotta refill it? Does it come out of anywhere else? Like <laughs> That was that was funny as hell. He's like, I mean, I don't know, I mean, because I got to make mine in the lab, you know. I mean, it's just <laughs> in typical Spider-Man fashion, this wasn't planned, but <laughs> oh, he got the pizza. <laughs> pizza time. <laughs> now, one of my good friends and my pops works at a pizza shop, so he's like, "Oh, you want food? My bad." but where would you leave off at oh no i was saying it's just the chemistry between the three of the characters just all three of the spider-man you know the actors themselves i said i wouldn't mind seeing a movie with just them three in it (laughs) oh yeah and the thing that was amazing was like i said they had that whole dynamic of Hey, does it come out of anywhere else? What's what's the logic here? What's you know? And I loved how Peter was so deadpan. Well, Tobey Maguire was so deadpan when he's like, "I had a friend. He died in my arms. Yeah, I had to kill him." And it was just like, "Wow." Yeah, well, but, from like coming from him or whatever, it's just like he's the only one of the three that's fully full on got past his grief and his grieving periods and all that stuff and everything. So like he already lost his uncle, you know, he, him and the girl broke up already and just his friend died and it was just a, a whole thing to do and everything. And it's just like, he already passed the point to where he's dealt with all the stuff emotionally and everything. And he's in a different place. And the fact that he was still working on a goblin cure after the fact Norman was dead was like, it's everything that, you know, we all wanted. And it was funny too, because Andrew and Toby were like, wait, you went to space? Mm -hmm. Like you fought aliens from space in space? Yeah. And I'm part of the Avengers. That's great. What is that? What what, what are the Avengers? (laughs) So, and, and that's another thing, too, is to where, like, just even in these casual conversations between Spider-Man or whatever, like, none of them were like, you know, it was just like, oh, all right, that makes sense. You know, it was never like putting off like, oh, you ain't never been to space, motherfucker. What you talking about? They was just like, oh, OK, I get it because I've seen some shit. I'm pretty sure he's seen some shit. So what you're saying is probably in the realm of possibility. 
and what what I liked most was, like I said, it was it was a testament of the character of Andrew Garfield Spider Man that he was so downtrodden on himself, he didn't believe in himself, and he we were like. It was almost like Marvel and the fans saying, listen, you're great. Come on, this guy's good. Let's give him the rub. Like, I hope, like, and it kind of sucks because obviously they all went back to their respective places and timelines. But if they ever do the Miles run live action, like, if Toby wants to suit up one more time, that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to be Peter B. Parker or whatever it was Peter in the film. Peter B. Parker. <laughs> yeah. In the, um, so I guess like all right. So we already discussed like Toby's Spider Man already been he's been through everything already, and he's already just like a full fleshed out Spider Man. He's just like a full on you know he's dealt with his grief, he's dealt with his past, and he's already moving forward and trying to be better. Andrew Garfield's character is still dealing with the self doubt after a loss and everything like that, and then. Uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is just at the precipice of all the things that the other two have already been through. <laughs> yeah, he 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 definitely he's he's been through some shit. Like he he saw his mentor die. He was erased for five years. He came back. Like you know, what is there else to do as far as from the Marvel perspective? Like I hope we get these new set of films where you know. Peter gets to be his own Spider-Man, you know, and mm-hmm. there's no help from Dr. Strange. There's no help from Tony. There's no help from the Spider-Man. And granted, that was the biggest argument here too was, oh, he's going to get help from the Spider-Man. When in reality, he led these two guys to a win. He said, listen, we're going to go about it our way. We're just going to go based on our senses. And that swinging sequence when all three of them were swinging, mm-hmm. just, just webs everywhere. You know, we we're just shooting yeah. webs in the theater. <laughs> Some people are probably shooting webs in their pants. <laughs> Just, <laughs> <goo>! <laughs> but, that's, oh man, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And then, um, skip to the end uh, with the uh, the first in credit scene. There was a what was what's his name? I forget his name. Uh, fucking Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy. His uh, iteration of Eddie Brock with the Venom sip. So they had that scene, which tied in from the end of the Let There Be Carnage film. Oh, yeah. Let There Be Garbage. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Let let, let There Be Garbage. Yeah, you had that witty quip before we started recording prop. (laughs) So, you know, let's even talk. Let's let's even attack that film. So... What are your thoughts with, you know, the Venom film, this last one, because they didn't really allude to too much in the first one, but this last Venom film and the up and coming Morbius film, it looks like they're trying to mend all these things together. I think, have you seen the Morbius trailer or did you stay away? Yes, I've seen that one. I've seen it. Okay. So now we know for a fact that, you know, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man suit poster on the wall is probably not going to be that. It's probably going to be Peter's or our, our Earth's Peter's mm-hmm. poster on the wall. Because, you know, as they know, that spell, everyone forgot who Peter Parker was, but they didn't forget Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I think what they're going to do with this one, um, I really don't know how they're going to tie it in. I think it's just going to be like really dark and gritty and and. 
I don't know. I don't think it's when you're doing Spider-Man property without Spider-Man, the only examples you could do it in is like with Craven. Like if they did a Craven film and they just marketed it as, hey, this is new film, it's made by Marvel, it's Craven. For the diehards, we know what it is. For the uninitiated, it's some, you know, wild film and I yeah. think that's why they left the Venom symbiote at the end of it. So we're probably going to get Craven's last hunt in some aspect. And then Spider-Man show up at the end of that, as far as Sony's concerned. But mm-hmm. I think the all, all, the tie-in of all of it, they just need to stick the landing because they didn't do well with Venom. Like, what was good with that uh, headpiece that Carnage had? Like, that wig was terrible. Yeah. I mean, then they got rid of it for the film proper, though, right? <laughs> Mm, yeah i i just felt like it was one of those things where like that film's forgettable both venom series and there's some people who you know they love it and they're the, the first Spider-Man one Pierce. the first one was good but i didn't take it like as a spider-man property i just took it as this one film on its own or whatever it was a good film i liked it um i am a visual effects person and they did a very good job with the symbiotes and all the visual effects so I I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it from that aspect of it. But, I mean, was it one of the best? No, not really. I mean, I could argue there was some of the X-Men movies that was better than that one. <laughs> we don't talk about those. <laughs> hey, I mean, they're, uh, they're, they're put as legacy Marvel on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, of course. They, they got to, you know, they got to dress it up the way it is. But, um... As far as th- these next series of films, if they do it the right way and they don't, I don't want to say they do the DC thing where dark and gritty sells, but mm-hmm. let it be known. You know, if you're, if you're doing Sony, they're going to say, Hey, this is the Sony dark verse, or this is the Sony, like, it's a little more gritty. Let's, let's play with this. And if they do that, then they could, like you said, you know, put them all together and just line them up where films like Deadpool are that happy between or the Fox Mm-hmm. Uh, franchises are somewhere in between and then we go up towards Disney mm-hmm. and then the thing with it as well I mean Disney owns Hulu so I mean if you want to do rated R content just drop that shit in Hulu you don't have to put it anywhere near Disney plus <laughs> yeah and that's that's the thing I never understood with Disney like I understand you're trying to market to children and and get the you know hey we're, we're family friendly we're we, we have this niche market but it, like you said, if they drop everything on Hulu and do like Punisher on Hulu, Daredevil mm-hmm. on Hulu, like most parents and adults are watching these films. Like no seven-year-old is actively seeking out a Marvel film by themselves. Yeah. I think there's some separation that needs to be made because, you know, there are those that be like, oh, this is Disney. This is great. So here, child, just take this tablet or cell phone and sit in the corner and watch Disney Plus and then Meanwhile, they're watching the Punisher, you know, rape somebody with the barrel of a gun. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, just just murdering somebody. That noise, listen, that noise haunts my dreams. That is, listen, he, John Bernthal has to be the Punisher. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. Mm-hmm. He is, to me, he is the definitive Punisher now. It's just so many people that can un- encompass a character, and he does that. So it's just like... For me personally, Blade is always going to be Wesley Snipes to me, no matter who they put in the role. So it's just it's just one of those things. But you know, neither here nor there. So I kind of feel with um, the Venom films, well, at least this last Venom film and Morbius, 
is all a lead up to um, them inevitably uh, mixing with a Spider-Man film proper one day. Because, I mean, even if uh, Tom Hardy isn't involved in the project anymore or doesn't care to be, they left it open with the drop a symbiote there that it can grab onto somebody else and, you know, we can make something from there or it can interact with Peter and we can get the black suit Spider-Man and we can just have that whole arc with that character there. Cause I mean, it's going to be three other films. So why not? I think what they're going to do as far as from a uh, booking standpoint, I think with the symbiote symbio or symbiote, whatever the fuck they call they it. Say, <laughs> I think that's probably going to attach to Craven and introduce us to the Craven's last hunt run of comics because, you know, that was one where Craven kills Spider-Man. And I'm not saying that they're going to kill Tom Hardy, but or, I mean, Tom Holland. But if too they do times. it, I mean, that's the way to do it. Yeah, too many times and too many Chris's. Um, <laughs> that, I think that's how they're going to do it, but... If I could change one thing about that post credit scene, instead of having some random, like, Tijuana bartender there, they definitely should have had Lewis from Ant-Man just run it through and be like, yeah, so there was this purple guy and this and that, and I disappeared yeah. and I came back and I woke up, you know? Speaking of the 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 the, the snap and the blip or whatever the things that they called it, we got to see a different variation of it in the Hawkeye series when uh, Natasha's sister you know, went out and came back. <laughs> you know, it was just like a matter of seconds for her. You, you know what? That was something I always wondered because I remember when Peter was just like, oh, yeah, it was dark. And then it was light again. Like, it was one of those scenarios where, and it was crazy to see the, the room change. Like, yeah, you know, the color, the paints and everything just, just crack and everything. Like, it answered the question where it was like, hey, this is where it, it landed. This is where I am. This is how it is. But it still makes me wonder what happened to the people that were on planes and cars. Like, does it happen the same way or do they just. Yeah, they're like in the the air, flying in the plane and just. "Ah!" (laughs) You know? So that's going to be interesting. uh, But just to see that perspective, and it was just like, it was seconds for her. Like I said, it was like a a snap. So she was just like, just her dealing with that trauma. And if they want to do a dark and gritty, you know, uh, perspective of the snap. I think this should be a mini series on Hulu or even on Disney Plus where it's like, oh, the last people from the snap, like what did they go through coming back and disappearing? You know, like little mini stories. They touched on it on the first Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man film to where like um, pretty much the the B character, well, the C characters pretty much, you know, how we're talking about these situations to where, you know, I, I do with my kid now is just, I, I talk with her and we were watching a film and then, you know, a building blow up and a, a chunk of building fall on a car and, you know, fuck some shit up. Right. And I was sitting there and mm-hmm. I would talk with her. I'd be like, just imagine that you wake up one morning, you go to work, you park your car on the street, you go in and you do your job and then you come out, you got a big chunk of building just laying on the top of your freaking car. You know, well, how would you feel in this instance? That's the conversations I have with her and my wife. And, and I'm just like, um, what they touched on in the first Spider-Man, you know, that's the Michael Keaton character. He was a part of the cleanup crew. You know, after the buildings in the city get destroyed, he was a part of the federally contracted uh, construction crews to go through and clean up all this stuff. So it's just like I, I think about those those background characters sometimes in these films. <laughs> just like, 
you know, I don't know, it's just sitting there, la da 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 da. You you having lunch and poof. And then poof, you come back and <laughs> you're in the McDonald's and you was eating in the Burger King a little while ago. I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um yeah, no, it's it's crazy to say to see how that played out. And you know what? Green Goblin in this film, just to kind of switch gears. William Defoe. Green is Goblin. That sh- so William Defoe. Yeah, he did his own stunts, and you know, contrary to your or not contrary, but just to adhere to what you've said about you know all wrestlers having uh the pay dirt as a move. Green Goblin did a pay dirt. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, you know, it's notoriously used by a lot of black wrestlers or whatever. But I mean, hey, man, Green Goblin, he get a pass. He got some melanin in green. <laughs> yeah. he, he did a spine buster. Like, it was. Dude, that, it was, that was the best fight scene out of the whole thing. Just them freaking spine busting each other through the floors of the building. And oh, man, that shit was great. They did a fantastic job on there. And especially. The last time they fought high, he was just getting mad and he was just punching the shit out of him and he picked up the glider and everything. I was like, oh, this is this is great. <laughs> Shooting webs oh, all over the place. Just ah. <laughs> <laughs> and what what got me to was, you know, Tom Holland was actually training to be a boxer. I don't know if it was for this film, but Green Goblin got those hands, man, because oh, yeah, he did. He whipped his ass. And then Peter just to and the biggest like fuck you to the whole audience was just like, oh yeah, you you love Toby Maguire? We're gonna stab him with the glider. Mm-hmm. And then they did the whole Tony Stark thing where it was just like, oh, I've been stabbed before. Like <laughs> he was just okay with it. He was just so morbidly friendly. Yeah, he's like, I mean, he's like, man, I've I've been through it all, man. It's just like, I'm I'm I, I know how I'm gonna deal with this later. I'm gonna put some Epsom salt on the on the thing, and we'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and listen man jamie fox brought his, like the guy can act like he he made electro somewhat relatable in this film like mm-hmm. he was funny he was active he he was power hungry like not to compare characters and apples and oranges but it felt like he had that like like he definitely would definitely side with killmonger like the way he was talking he's yeah like, oh we gotta take this back we gotta do this man like i look good and they you know, like I said, they retconned the whole look. They said, hey, we're going to address it. We're going to have callback after callback. And, yeah, you know, especially with, uh, it's crazy, you know. And it's like, I, I am somewhat of a scientist. <laughs> oh, dude. Listen, that one popped me. And then when uh, I think it was Ned or somebody said they're like, oh, what? You got a bunch of like Hollywood monsters locked up in here. And Doc Ock just said, I'm no monster because. He said, I will not die a monster when he was trying to save mm-hmm. Peter. Yeah. So and then was, he's like, and I then mean, Peter's like, back. Mm-hmm. He's like, last time I they seen like, you, you, you had a, a comb over, some jacky teeth. <laughs> 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 he's like, your electric powers gave you a, a whole new look. <laughs> oh, dude, it, it, listen, whoever the, we got to get to the MCU barber because, man, he came out looking clean. Yeah, and then it's just like just speaking of the the cohesive cohesiveness of the MCU as you know what we're getting in the cinematic universe. It's just like they addressed in this film all the shit that we had issues with. So it's just like why he looked different, and then they little witty quip why. <laughs> I mean, what about this little witty quip why? 
And it was like, okay, we're good. Keep rolling. Well, well and what I like too was when uh, Peter had that, like, he was like stretching and he's like, yeah, I hurt my back because we all know in Spider-Man 2 when he hit the wall and he just hit, falls back, he's like, my back. <laughs> like, that was for the, that was for all of us now. Like I said, if there was two things I wanted in this film, and I'm happy, but I wanted pizza time. And then when Peter goes and moves into a new apartment, you know, he closes the door and he, he says, hey, can you fix the door? And then he opens it up and the rent guy's like, rent? The rent guy. Rent? Yeah. Rent That's guy. why I was kind of hoping it was the guy that was br- putting him in the apartment. <laughs> but it I was, the, I was, uh, what, what it is... Um, I, I talked to the kid. I texted her on the phone. I was like, you want to go see Spider-Man again? She's like, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, nah, we'll we'll wait till Sunday after we do the marathon. We'll get up early. We'll watch all of them. Then we'll go see the new one again. <laughs> no, that's, so, that's the way to do it. I mean, it's this film was everything that we wanted. And Otto with the face turn, like, I thought he killed him when he put the chip in. I was like, oh, great. This is what's going to drive them to say, hey, you killed him. You can't help us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought he defried the chip again. I was like, oh, no. And then I thought, he, yeah, you're right. I thought he did kill one of them because, you know, he had the little the spike in the claw. So I thought he, you know, he jigged them or whatever. But, you know, he did. Face turn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, it, it was good. It was, this was something. And then, and you know what? The only, now that it's digesting and kind of like processing for me, with Sandman, and lizard like yeah they were necessary and they were there just because you know to tell the story mm-hmm. but they were all very like not forgettable but it was very just like oh, okay yeah here are the side characters like we're gonna run the gauntlet through them but if they weren't there i would have been happy either way if it was just green goblin and anyone else you know an electro and Aqu- but i kind of i kind of feel like that's what they do with these marvel films and everything they take the less desirable and they make them you know a, a, a key piece to the whole thing. I mean, we've seen it with the Thor Dark World. Nobody liked that shit, but they made it important in Endgame and Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they definitely know how to, you know, say, hey, you know what? We might have not got it right the first time, but let's let's go back to the lab and let's, let's fix it all up mm-hmm. and, you know, make everything great. And the J. Jonah Jameson, you know, segment just, he's the Alex Jones of that universe. Like, there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, you know, if later on they're going to touch on what happened when everybody went back, you know, because, I mean, I'm intrigued. I want to know what happened when everybody went back to their proper timeline. <laughs> yeah, that 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 is something that I'm interested. I, I that that does, you know, raise a lot of questions like did did they all meet their fate still or now that they were saved, it was like after the fact or. Yeah, you know, or and then with everyone been. coming through at the end, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I believe it might be able. That might be something they can address in like a, a what if season two or whatever or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's gonna be something like with the multiverse. It's like Marvel definitely they future proof oh. themselves. Yeah, they said, oh, oh man, so and so doesn't want to get the jab or you know the vaccine just to be proper. They don't want to yep. get the vaccine. They don't want to do this. Well, you know right. what? We'll Aunt Vivian the situation. You know, we'll we'll swap <laughs> yep. you out, or we're gonna family matters you. You know what? Go right upstairs. You're not gonna come back down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because they they definitely did that. They introduced time travel. They introduced interdimensional travel. They 
the multiverse timelines, the TVA, they they future proof themselves. And that was another series that they did uh well, so well that they're gonna have a season two was Loki. Yeah, um Kang is definitely gonna get his flowers and that's gotta like be Kang. Said, <laughs> <laughs> like they said, oh it's, oh you, oh that's cute. You like your Mephestos and whatnot. All right, we got Kang. Like it's like you said, they, they future proof themselves and they went ahead of the curveball on DC because DC originally had the whole Flashpoint series set before oh this whole multiverse thing. They they had it. And then they said Marvel now, must have, you know, did research and said, you know what? We're gonna do it better. And then they they can use the flashpoint to kind of fix themselves i really really do believe i mean they have all the seeds laid from other films and everything and it's just they can they can do it but will they probably not (laughs) no this this, here's the thing like with with marvel you know they they run up they hit the beam they stick the landing it's clean where dc they're running they got the nice you know suit going on everyone's hyped right into the beam <laughs> oh well i mean what did you think about the last suicide squad movie i i, I kind of enjoyed it i enjoyed it in the moment mm-hmm. in retrospective will i revisit it by choice no but if it's playing on hbo max on a random loop or if it's playing on fx or on tv i might watch it but yeah. it was a it was a film of the moment and that's the thing with dc2 they have films yeah. of the moments like they can't they can't seem to get their film property correct like i think the only dc property i properly respected and it's just because it was dark horse was watchmen the series and watchmen the show like those are things i could revisit because it's different it's gritty where every film is just like oh yeah this is it and it's going to be you got to fix your picture to see what's going on in the back you know Mm -hmm. they gotta get their colors correct did you see the snyder cut yeah, that's that. That it, it was good, but it was. I was just like, okay, this is this is long. <laughs> like this is too long in the tooth. I mean, so, I, I watched it twice, so that was like eight hours of my life <laughs> just going. Yeah, you're better I, than me, man. I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I I really enjoyed it. I I so what I did was I watched the original copy, then I turned around and I watched the Snyder cut. And then I went back and I watched it again later. <laughs> so it's just like, that was when I was working crazy night hours too. So it's just like, I had nothing but the time in the world to waste, but I enjoy it. <laughs> I like it. I think the first Suicide yeah, Squad was okay. The extended cut of it, but you know. Yeah, no, the second one was good, but it was, like I said, it was one of those things where it was joke after. Like it was good. It was fun. Uh, but it was like the same thing with the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey film. Like it was fun in the moment, but in retrospect, I'm like, that was really the last movie I seen in theater before the pandemic hit. Like, <laughs> I, I I I couldn't pick anything better. <laughs> Damn, I don't but, even remember the last one I saw. I know yeah, the first was, one, the first one that I saw coming back was Spiral. So I seen that was the first one I saw. Oh, uh. I don't remember what was the first one. I think it was, I oh, it was uh, Black Widow. Black Widow was the first one. 
that one mm. that one was fun that was interesting to see and then shane chi and then eternals so yeah. marvel's back in their bag man uh i just want to see how they're gonna you know do things now we're moving on with with sony like mj saying i hate magic was essentially her saying hey i hate sony because we don't know if we're gonna see her again mm -hmm. don't know and it's just interesting to see what it's oh, I, I i just want to see how they're gonna spin it man i mean obviously we got to get past this morbius film to see you know if there's gonna be any tie-in or is it just gonna be one of their many one-off type joints or you know if it's gonna have some connective tissue which yeah I don't know. and you know what's funny is with this spider-man film i did not feel those two and a half hours they went by like like that i didn't and want it to I, end <laughs> no you, you're right me neither like when when things were just getting rolling i was like wow it's already over and with with spider-man like i liked how they didn't immediately reveal the sam raimi suit like you know how in that's the one that everyone loves at least in my opinion that's the best spider-man suit hey man you got your suit there you go <laughs> yeah i always have my suit and it's it was good uh i just want to know what's the deal with like ned is he is he does he have wizard's blood is in him or does he is he a descendant of a magician like well is i mean he he, i mean he's chubby I mean, they, they, as we've seen, there's a lot of chubby wizards, so <laughs> he might have the wizard chub. <laughs> I don't know, man, but it's just like Doctor Strange wasn't a wizard. He learned the stuff. So, I mean, it might just be he, Ned is a button masher. He just got the controller and just start pressing buttons and shit happened. <laughs> Are you saying that diabetes is wizard powered in the MCU? Because I'm ready to go into that multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Maybe Sh Sugarfoot might have the, the the Sugarfoot tingle might be the your your, your thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the acting, <laughs> and that's another thing too. X Men. Oh, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How it's coming? Because I, I believe didn't they announce a Fantastic Four? Yeah, I think what they're going to do is, because in the original comics run, when Peter was running with uh, like his amazing adventures and whatnot, he was a part, not a part, but he worked in tandem with the Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see on that end, like, if if they do it right, I think they're going to call this series of films, if they do it, like, as far as like a wink and nod, the Fantastic Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, oh, why are they calling it the Fantastic Spider-Man? And then introduce Fantastic Four, whether it be through a TV show, which I think mm -hmm. they should do because they haven't got it right on, on screen. No. I mean, on uh, the big I screen. believe it's too much and to unpack as well. Yeah, and same thing with the X-Men. Like, I think with X-Men, it should be introduced through some central character and then work your way up. Like, everyone was like, oh, we could do a House of M or whatever comic book run because Wanda's going to be the integral piece for this next phase of films. And I guess the rumor going around, unless they scrap it, is the next series of X-Men films, the first one's going to be called uh, Primal Earth X-Men, where it's like in the jungle and all that. or And then they go, eventually go into Battle World for uh, Secret Wars, which is, you know, the big yeah, thing. And then, they announced that, yeah, Secret Wars. 
So it's one of those things where, you know, we find out who's a scrawl, what's going on this, and then eventually we get into what's the next phase because Miles is introduced into our 616 universe after Secret Wars. So there's a lot of time and world building to do and mm-hmm. in the realm of possibilities, you know, everything is canon in the MCU and they say, hey, listen, you want to mess up a bag with your personal life? We'll replace you like that. We'll get a variant. No one's truly dead in the MCU. Yeah. Exactly. I want to know whose watch that is in the Hawkeye. Like, are we going to see Cap next week? Are we going to see? Is the Watch Mephisto? I don't know. I mean, everybody. This is that's a name that's been thrown out for many years amongst you know the Marvel fans or whatever. Mephisto, Mephisto. Who the fuck is that? Tell me. <laughs> okay, so Mephisto is an evil demon being from. I don't know too much, but I know enough. Because I've read Doctor Strange. He's pretty much like one of Doctor Strange's greatest foes. And he ended up impregnating and creating Wanda's children. That's why, uh-huh. like, in it, WandaVision, there's a little throwaway scene where he's just like, go on, my demon spawn. Because her children are literally demon spawn. And where in House of M, her whole run was to eliminate the X-Men and get rid of everyone. Or bring in the X-Men in bringing it everywhere. So it's one of those things where Mephesto's a big thing now in Japan and over the, to the Far East, they don't do like demons in films and on screen. So I think they might use a different iteration of the character named Nightmare. I'm a nerd, I know it, but ask me anything about math and all that, I'm not going to give you an answer. Ask me anything about Marvel, I'll give you the syllabus. <laughs> so what do you think? What I mean, what Damn, what is next? Because uh, Hawkeye ends next week. And Spider-Man is already out. So what's what's next on the list? I don't recall. I uh, I know uh, Doctor Strange might be next. Um, and then after that, I think it's Thor, Love, and Thunder. And then Black Panther. And then Ant-Man like in 2023. But um, as far as releases go, I know they got She-Hulk on the come in oh, and yeah. then uh, the yeah, marvels yeah. but yeah miss marvel and but i think they yeah, pulled yeah. the marvels yeah so they pulled the marvels film i don't know why so i think they're going to workshop that into uh the captain marvel tv series or miss marvel and then she hulk and then season two of loki and then house of harkness so which um if i saw correctly I, i'm not 100 percent sure but didn't they have um miss marvel in the doctor strange trailer no that was uh that was uh she was uh the character i I said at the top of the show she's uh pretty much the of uh, captain america without being captain america okay like she's has superpowers captain puerto rico it's gonna be amazing (laughs) captain boy listen As a kid, I saw Captain America. I was like, you're not Captain America. Captain Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that suit looks like but, a Puerto Rican flag. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see what they're going to do. And then, oh, and then uh, they're doing the fourth Captain America film somewhere in between and, yeah. and Secret Wars. So there's a, and an Ironheart. So I think we're good. And if things go crazy and go sideways with this whole Omicron variant and Delta variant doing the fusion dance, we're yeah. gonna be stuck at home watching it all, and it's gonna be great. We're gonna be yeah, up at I, three a.m. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> like that idea. I mean, not the, not the virus, but the watching everything at home. 
I'm gonna be working the whole time. So either way, you know, we're gonna be straight. But yeah, it's gonna be good. And this the Spider-Man film. It was like I said, it was a dream come true. And if you say you hate it, you're just being a contra a contrarian. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a wonderful film. Like anyone could see it. Yeah, There's like you said, you say you hate AEW, but you show up in the second row with a sign on <laughs> with a shirt. Listen. Listen, word to to Phil Lindsay, like one of my good friends on Twitter, because that guy, listen, that guy got cooked. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to do it, and they're going to everything's up in the air with Marvel because now, I don't think it's they don't suffer from the same thing like Pixar. Because remember, at the point Pixar was getting it right, and then they yeah. just started landing on their faces recent as of recent. I think with Marvel, there's so much time, money, and fan service invested in it. They can't get it wrong. And if they do, hey, multiverse, let's let's yeah. run it back. Oh, you didn't like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Let's run it back, you know? Yeah, that's something I never give watched us, either. Yeah, they got to give us the Jimmy Woo uh, X-Files oh, yeah. TV series. <laughs> yeah. So and everything's in the realm of possibility with Marvel. Um, and like I said, with Spider-Man, it's... Right now, after two viewings, it's still a solid eight and a half. It it gets two knee pads and two elbow pads and one forehead <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> it's praise, all praise. Yeah, yeah. But hey, man, uh, man, I appreciate you chatting with me and everything, educating me as well as uh, geeking out with me over this uh, film. So uh, before you go, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and anything that you may have going on. All right, so uh, I'm a producer on a podcast that's called Self Control. It's S E L F C T R L. It's you know a show that I've been working on for a little bit. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Rito's Modern Life, all one word. Same thing with Instagram. Um, you can find me on Tinder, swiping away. You know, if you got <laughs> ladies listening. Um, and like I said, Brandon, give us what we want. You know what you have to pay. What give you me what owe. I want. Give me what I want, brother. We I am working myself in the shoot right now, brother. I want heavyweights review. Give me that for Christmas or New Year's, begin the year, and listen to any podcast under the umbrella of the Houston, you know, hard hitters. Shout out to Colt 45. And yeah, you know, it's all love, man. You know, you gotta spread love and positivity. Everyone be safe. Mask up, be safe, be happy, don't fight anybody. Mask and, up. You know, <laughs> enjoy enjoy everything man just you know don't take anything too serious and just be happy man that's that's all i really gotta say man you know we gotta spread positivity yeah be like toby mcguire spider-man <laughs> exactly be morbid but happy <laughs> as it is for every guest of the random rounds with rob the door is always open for you to come back to promote your next big thing or just to shoot the shit I appreciate that.